there it is, coffee. Of course, as soon as I hit record. One more out. As soon as I hit record, there it is. Well, we need the weird beginning stuff. Yeah. The chatter. I can provide weird. Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we're back for another week. It's our final episode. That is going to be weekly. Because uh, we mentioned it last week that we're going to a bi-weekly schedule. Uh, Laura and Adrian are ending their feud. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I've been told I have to. I mean, you don't have to, but it'll be on the weeks that you're going to be off work, so you'll theoretically be here. So Yeah, for a second, I thought you were going to pick the weeks that I wasn't here, and I was like, oh, I just got kicked off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I found out listening to the podcast that I'm fired. <laughs> I was glad you came and told me that. Yeah. Uh, we're adjusting this that way. It will be on your weeks here, and Adrian's adjusting his week schedule, so it'll be four of us every other week, uh, because it's kind of nice having a, a Wednesday off of just, like, just relax yeah. and not have to worry about it. Yep. Yeah, what will that and be like? We've had light content. And it's been light for different books to read, and this way we don't have to fly through our weekly subjects as much, as fast uh, we have more time to read graphic novels so we can read thicker ones for the yep. two weeks in between instead of just like, okay. Now, the trick is, are we still going to wait till the day before to read it? Yes. No, I don't I mean, think so. I, mean, I will be. Unless we don't decide until... Well, late, but no, we'll still but... decide two weeks because we have to announce oh, the yeah, episode that's true. we're reading next time. Yeah. So we still have the full two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I know we did that for the Christmas break and we still waited. You, not, you me, and Adrian still read <laughs> yeah, Planet Hulk the day before still. <laughs> so like, oh, we knew we had two weeks, but we had two weeks. Right. Exactly. That's the procrastinator's right. folly right there. But They unite tomorrow. Yeah. We do other stuff too. Right. So We yeah. have other jobs. Uh, I can play video games on Wednesday nights a little bit earlier and I can <laughs> relax a little bit more. Because that's what I need to do is relax more. I'm too stressed out. I lost <laughs> yeah. all my hair because I'm so stressed. <laughs> You're giving me ideas. Give me <laughs> ideas of what you can do on the other Wednesdays. <laughs> I'll be taking care of the dog and hopefully not yelling at him. We'll see. We'll see how the rest. Of, we didn't actually lock him up, so we'll see if he. Yeah, get, to... get ready for fun extra noises tonight. Yeah, not just the cats today. Well, he it could be him chasing the cats even too. Mm. Like yeah, not just the cats. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that, that's our intro. A reminder that sorry, folks, if you if you love listening to us weekly, if you love listening to us weekly, just <laughs> listen to the same episode twice. And it's still like weekly from that standpoint. There you go. Or go back to the old ones. Or go back to the old ones and have a re-listening. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but this week, we read the book Harleen, which we were supposed to do two weeks ago, but Jerry canceled because of weather. Uh, so we are like, okay, well, that has an origin of a new origin story of Har- Harley Quinn, Harleen Quinzel. So our subject matter is comic book character origins. Um, so I have my list, Laura has her list, and Jared's going to improv because he forgot. <laughs> hey, I read the book. <laughs> well, right, but you yeah. forgot the subject matter. I, I did, just, completely. I did realize that yesterday. I was like, oh, crap, I didn't remind him. No, uh, he'll you be shouldn't fine. have to remind he'll be me. Fine. I should have it down. What's the other part I need to remind you of, Jared? Hero of the Week. Heroes of the Week. Yeah, because you forgot, even though we've been doing that every week. That is, I just don't think about For that. For the last, like, two that, years. That's another reason why we should switch to by every two weeks, because then you'll have two weeks to forget. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, you're going to have, I thought you were going to say you have two weeks to prepare. I'm like, I'll still forget. Yeah. <laughs> well, you but your, you only have to do it half as many times. Now I've got time to come up with something. You with your real job that keeps you distracted with other things. <laughs> I put in, like, 96 hours the past two weeks. Dang. So. Yeah, uh, yeah you're a little bit of overtime. You're over-motivated. A little bit. Uh, or just the job needs to be done. And, job uh, needs to be done. Right that's just now. the way it is. It's, it's, it was January. It was rough. Right. Januarys are always rough for 
you know, admin and accounting with yeah. getting Taxes everyone's W twos and this and that and grant reports and fun times. It's busy. <laughs> it's the slow season. Now it is. It's starting <laughs> to slow back down. There you go. Hopefully so you can relax. Now a I can bit. get projects done. <laughs> there you go. Uh so with that, uh we have different we're gonna talk about different characters, their comic book origins. Uh I'll go first where I'm gonna lean on you a little bit, Jared, for these. Uh, I, I googled weird comic book character origins because like okay I could do normal ones but or the best ones but I want to do weird stuff so I chose weird characters and one of the first ones that caught my attention that I recognized was Batmite who is a uh, multi universe multi dimensional from a different universe yeah it comes uh, from the fifth dimension the fifth dimension thank you yep uh, that is a what did they say he is a like a magic imp? He's a, or? yeah, an imp. Um, and he idolizes Batman pretty much. So he's a cosplayer. Pretty much. He cosplays it as Batman, as an imp that has magical powers. And they said, oh, when does he show up? Basically, whenever he wants. Yeah. He's a comic relief issue. Like, okay, well, we'll just have him show up because why not? Pretty uh, much. <laughs> uh, he's a weird, cartoony, chibi, almost looking version of Batman. Uh, and I'm going to tag team that with what was introduced within the last year was the Nightwing version, which named was? Uh, Nightmite? Yes. Is that yep, right? Yep, okay. That's right. Like, as I'm saying in my head, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Well, I want to say, when I was looking about it, like, wait, is it Nightmite or Might Knight? I don't know. Uh, at first, I was like, Mightwing. Oh, yeah. You know, but I'm like, that's not right either. Nope. It is Nightmite, which is the same thing. Uh, uh, another imp that is a fan of Nightwing and cosplays as him and... We've only seen, like, technically two appearances. I think he's only in two issues. Like, he had a glimpse of him in one book. Then the next month, it was, like, it was actually the story with him. And then we haven't seen him since. But, yeah, they're just cosplayers that pop into the comic book world. Like, hey, I want to help you out because I have magical powers. But I can't do a whole lot. Like, he's, I remember Nightmite saying, I can't do certain things because then I'll get in trouble. But I can do, I can mess around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So... This kind of reminds me of Gwenpool, too. She was like some weird cosplayer who just ended up in our world and was like, hey, I'm just here. This None of this is real. None of this matters. Yeah. I'm here for you guys. Because Gwenpool is, was supposedly someone that's from actually our world mm-hmm. that knows that she's in a comic book and knows that NPCs in comic books get killed all the time. So it's like, okay, the only way to not do that is to not become an NPC. So I'll just have, I'll make myself look like this character. And then, <laughs> hey, now I'm a main character, so now I can't die. Yep. Logical self defense mechanism. Yeah, I think might, uh, might, 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 and <laughs> bat might are uh, the same as that Mixelpitalik from Superman. That sounds I think they're right. all but, the but not you, from, or yeah, but not yeah. your villains. They're yeah, not villains <laughs> as Mixelpitalik is. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation either. No it, one does. There's no so. vowels. It's no. just like M X Y. I actually remember you guys talking about this another time. Why, when there's no other vowels, is a vowel? Like, that's a rule. I've learned this. So so why is the vowel? there's a vowel there. Okay. But that's still a sometimes vowel, but in that instance, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like Uh, gypsy, too. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Those are my, like, oh, those are weird characters that I don't fully understand, but they're just fun to see when they pop in. Like, oh, they're just... Random plot devices, like, let's have some fun, throw those characters right. in, cause a little bit of chaos. Pretty much. That's so. all they're there for. Can't right. cause chaos. There you go. Laura, who was first on your list? 
I think I'm gonna go with Two Face first, um, because he was his origin was mirrored also in the Harleen book that we read, and I I liked how she in her narration mentioned that she's like neither one of us would realize that within so many months we'd both be on the other side of the law five in in just five months we'll both become murderers i think is what she said something like that yeah i i kind of forget because it's been a minute but i i always like when i was a kid i most of my knowledge of batman is from the the animated series and i'm pretty sure i watched that out of order or i just didn't remember it in order that sort of thing so i remember always thinking it was so crazy. I'd seen Two-Face be a bad guy first, and then I think I saw his origin later, and I was like, wait a minute, he was he was a district attorney? He was Batman, like, Bruce Wayne's friend? Like, he was a good guy? And then, uh, the way I understand it, he was prosecuting Sal Maroney? Does that sound right to anybody? Uh, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. They also boss. mentioned... Um, the character from the Catwoman movie, something Falcone? Uh, uh, Carmine Falcone. Carmine Falcone. Yeah, that's it. Was was he any part of the origin, too? Or was he part of, like, were they all just mobsters? I think they were all just mobsters. Okay. Um, I don't think Falcone was there. Okay. I'd have to go back and reread his origin. I know in Harleen, <laughs> he was referenced. In yeah, there, he was but referenced. He wasn't, okay. yeah, he, maybe wasn't the he wasn't the one who threw, yeah. threw all, everything. Yeah, but Sal, um, in in the comic origin, which I believe they said was Detective Comics number sixty six. Wow, says oh that was first appearance though. That might not necessarily be when he became Two Face. It might be. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, I think Probably. back then it was very quick. Like yeah. okay, the new yeah. character, and then all of a sudden they're the villain. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, because this is August nineteen forty two. I didn't even like I yeah, did I not comprehend this when I read it earlier. But yeah, so um. I didn't realize that this was from like 1942. That's that's an old book, but uh, so I, I was also kind of laughing reading these things, realizing they they said part of what happened was that Sal Mar- Maroni he threw acid at Harvey Dent during a prosecution, and that's how Harvey Dent became Two Face because he got acid thrown on and it scarred his face perfectly oh. some, on the exact half side of his face well he turned away you know right. I, I just always <laughs> thought that. i was like oh it's exactly down the middle you know i'm thinking he either in the origin or in maybe they explain that later on but i think he had a file and when he he went to throw it he got the file up so it caught oh. half of his face and okay. didn't that, that may have be. been that may not be in the origin that may have been in some other iteration that i saw that's it. Yeah, it's I remember, not in this picture, but I remember the when <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy, how they did that, where he fell over sideways and yeah. was like on fuel. Yeah. So that part burned. Like, okay, at least that makes sense. Yeah, why he's mm-hmm. got half of his face right. on fire from the fuel. Right. So like they've definitely changed it different yeah. ways, which I think effectively it's it doesn't really matter. Like he was a good guy. Something happened, torched half his face. Now he's a bad, bad guy. Day. So. Did they least... have a one bad day of him as well? Yes, Those... they did okay. do a one bad day of him as well. Okay. Uh, he was the first one, I think. Okay. I'm going to say he was an early one. I think he might have been the very first. And that's the one bad day series that they've done, a bunch, a series of one shots of different Batman villains. Mm-hmm. Just for the listeners. Yeah, that would... yeah sorry. I, I wanted to plug it more, but I just didn't get my words in That's yet. okay. Um, but yeah, going back half a second, though, like I, I mentioned this off- off podcast and i'm sorry that i do that too much 
But I, I remember when I was reading this and I was like, oh, this guy brought acid into the courtroom. How'd he do that? And I'm like, well, in 1942, it was probably a lot <laughs> easier to sneak shit into the, sneak things into the, the courtroom. But nowadays I have to be like, oh, it was a different time it back then. It was a pre-9-11 <laughs> world. Yeah. <laughs> There is no security for the airplanes, no security nope. for the courthouses. I mean, I think there's still a sum with like, you know, guns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but, but they didn't search everybody as they're coming in and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah, they didn't do a like litmus that, test in their the coffee. We're in. Right. They <laughs> yeah. ruined it for the rest of us. That's right. Because of them, That's I can't right. bring an acid to the local court. Two-Face gets created and I can't bring acid anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'll just acid them in the streets like a normal person, I guess. <laughs> Which is another thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, and other things that happen, like I, I got a kick reading out of this wiki article how I, I'm not 100% sure if Harvey already had some mental issues, but it seems yes. like he almost had to have. Yes. And then after he had this dichotomy of one face is the evil face and one face is the nice face, that it really messed with his mind a lot. Yeah, he kind of became judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. And let the coin decide your fate. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, his two-headed coin that has the bad heads and the good heads. Well, I like how in I, Harleen, I imagine they did with other books, too, where like, no, no, the acid kind of got to your brain, too, and that would mess you up. Like, okay, that makes sense, too. Yep. It's not just a cosmetic surface-level right. damage, mm -hmm. which I think Two-Face is one of the most gruesome-looking villains, too. Oh, yeah. Like, especially, like, his one eye can't close and blink, right. and mm -hmm. you can see through his mouth and everything. Like, that's yeah. it's pretty, pretty gruesome-looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... They mentioned how many times he's had surgery to fix it, and yet somehow it keeps not sticking. Like, or he, he does it to himself. Okay, half the time. He, okay, he goes back on it. Yeah, but yeah, they they mentioned it like three or four times. I was oh, like, holy yeah. cow! How yeah. many times? Remember, is he? One of the better ones was when he got the plastic surgery, and it, he was kind of they cured him pretty much physically. And, look, he, well, the they physical claimed they right. cured him mentally too, and uh, Batman actually trusted him to protect Gotham while he did his vacation mm. of uh, after Infinite Crisis. Uh, one year later, stuff Harvey Dent was the protector of Gotham, and then when Batman came back, it was like. Oh, there's no more use for me. I'm going to go back to being Two-Face. So. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm, I, I did that. I'm good. Yep, back no, to being villain. Yep, back to being the bad guy. And I think shortly after that, too, um, Cataclysm, one thing I'd read that about. before. Okay, so Cataclysm was yep. before. Okay. I forgot they, about Cataclysm. That was a good story arc. Sorry. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the point. Like, the what I read was that Harvey, well, I guess Two-Face kidnapped Commissioner Gordon and was going to judge, jury, executioner him for mm -hmm. something or other. And Gordon, since he knew Harvey so well, convinced him. He's like, wait a minute. Harvey, you're you're the good guy. And you should be on my side. Like, you, you need to prosecute against yourself. Cross. Oh, what they cross call Cross-examine. Yeah, cross-examine yourself and fight both sides for me in this case. Like, Harvey Dent versus Two-Face. Each, each the lawyer type. And in the end, Harvey Dent won against Two-Face and was like, oh, I have to let Commissioner Gordon go, even though I kidnapped him with the intent of killing him and doing all this stuff. But I've convinced myself otherwise now, and <laughs> we're moving on. So I thought that sounded like an interesting story. Yeah, that was a good one. So maybe we'll read that one someday. If we can get it back in stock, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. Um, it was out of stock yeah. for a long yeah. time. That book was pre-Infinite Crisis... I think he was pre-No Man's Land, and I think No Man's Land oh. may have been in the 90s. They mentioned that in the same breath as it, so okay, it's maybe it very was, close. It was close to that. Maybe it was after. 
like i don't remember for sure maybe cataclysm was maybe they brought jim gordon in for trial because of the events of no man's land or something like that i I don't remember it's been a long time i wrote like six words and one of them was no man's land (laughs) and cataclysm so it was all in the same paragraph (laughs) i think when i read no man's land i just went straight into cataclysm or vice versa i did cataclysm straight into no man's land so <laughs> sorry uh, peter's trying to get up on the couch but he's used to giving it this way i'm trying to get him to go the other way but he doesn't understand he's like no this is the way i climb up <laughs> yeah i couldn't decide why you were making a weird face at him just, just let him up I, i'm trying to but he's being such a coward he won't do it himself okay fine here you're gonna interrupt the whole podcast dog do you want me to cough so you know where to, to block nope, it? I'm leaving it in. <laughs> we have to pause for some puppy difficulties. Get up here. Come on. Come on, jump, Come Peter. On. Up, up, pup. No, I don't want on the Climb. couch. Climb. Up, up, pup. There you go. <laughs> there we go. This is how we get filler in. I was yeah. worried we wouldn't take long enough. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then he doesn't even want to sit Peter, with you. Okay. He's looking out the window. Yeah, that's why he went up here so he can see out the window. Now he's going to see the squirrels, and he's going to freak out. Oh, if, if, when the, if the neighborhood cat goes out there, there will definitely be an edit point, because he will be loud <laughs> and obnoxious. Yeah. I yelled at him today. Well, Thank you're you. trying to sleep. No, I was oh, awake. Okay. But uh, yeah, so, so I think that's pretty good on Two-Face. Like, yeah. I, I really, I enjoyed that he was in the Harleen book, and that he got or originated... I don't know what the right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just Harley Quinn and her yeah. origin. It, it showed that tied into the the world at large. Yeah, yeah. But we'll discuss that further at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jared, uh, I'm going to go with Tim Drake's Robin. Um, so Tim Drake really kind of came into his own. He actually figured out who Batman and Robin was before he even ever met them. Um, he's the only Robin. He's the only Robin to figure out who they were ahead of time. So. Jason Todd gets murdered, and so uh, let's backpedal a little bit. Further. No, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, we'll backpedal uh, further in just a little bit. So I'll backpedal. I I think I know. Give where the you're whole going. Robin. Ho- yeah. Okay, so Dick Grayson, he's the circus one. His parents get killed. Bruce Wayne adopts him, pretty much, or becomes a ward back then. Nowadays, it's adopted. Uh, right, and uh, he becomes Robin and trains him, and he's the best Robin. And then Robin grows up and becomes Nightwing. Well, Jason Todd comes in and tries to steal the uh, wheels off the Batmobile. So he, Batman takes him in and trains him to be Robin. Well, he's a bit more brash, a bit more um, mean, and basically he goes after the Joker, and the Joker kills him. Because the fans because, voted to kill him. Right, the fans voted to kill him. So, but um, before that, uh, Tim Drake, as a young boy, he was there the night uh, Dick Grayson's parents got killed. He, uh, he witnessed it. He he actually saw the flying Grayson's performed. And, you know, as a young kid, seeing that murder right in front of you, he remembered that show through and through. Um, and he saw Robin on TV one night. They, he was, they were battling the Penguin or something, do a, the same move that Dick Grayson did on the high wire. So he's like, that's got to be Dick Grayson. Well, Dick Grayson was adopted by Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne must be the Batman. That's how he put that two and two together. Which, looking at it, like, why, how has no one else figured any of this out? Like, well, that makes sense then, but. Yeah. A little bit, that yeah. That chin, I know that chin. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so, when Jason Todd uh, gets murdered, Bruce Wayne and Batman, through grieving, becomes more violent. And 
uh, Tim Drake goes to Dick Grayson and says, hey, Batman needs a Robin. He's going off the deep end. You've got to do something. Dick Grayson's like, no, I'm Nightwing now. I'm not going back to being Robin. So he goes and helps Batman pretty much. He actually dons the uh, Robin costume. I think they were. he was actually fighting Two-Face during that battle. And, you know, Batman's like, what are you doing? Get out, get out of that costume, pretty much. So Tim Drake, through his own detective skills, um, found out who Batman and Robin was, and Batman trained him. He is actually the best detective in the Robin family. Um, more so than Dick Grayson, as good as he is. Dick Grayson's the fighter, the acrobat, and everything like that. Tim Drake's the detective of the group. So that's why he's a lot of times portrayed at computers and, you know, doing a lot of that kind of sleuthing stuff. So... Tim Drake was always one of my favorite Robins and always will be just because of how they portrayed him. He wasn't like the original. He wasn't like Jason. He was his own Robin. He was the actual, actually the first Robin to have his own uh, series. So he was popular enough to warrant that. And it actually went quite a long ways, I think. I don't know how long. I know it was in the 80s at one point. It may have been crossed 100 issues, but... Uh, yeah, so Tim Drake, Robin, and then as uh, time goes on, uh, Damian Wayne pops up, and then he becomes Robin. And there was also Stephanie Brown. He, she was a Robin for like a week. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about got, the girl Robin. She got killed, except for they faked her death in retconning. Yeah, <laughs> and so and then she became Batgirl. Which her Batgirl run was the pretty good. Robin in the Dark Knight Returns. Carrie. Carrie Kelly, Kelly Carey, but still there Something is like there that. is another Robin, yeah. that, an alternate future, you, right? Thing. Yeah, yep. So, so Stephanie's not the only Robin, right? Yep. So yeah, there, that's a brief history of all of the Robins, I guess. When I just intended <laughs> to do Tim Drake, but <laughs> they're, they're all so together. yeah, they're they're so intertwined. You know, it's yeah. like he's at Dick Grayson's parents' murder. Right. You know, yeah. he's he's understands jason todd's death the effect it's causing on batman you know so he's intertwined with a lot of them and this week's batman it made me laugh all i really read was the cover but it says batman that says at the very bottom also featuring robin tim drake yeah and i was like uh, but it's obviously showing i assume catwoman i guess maybe not so obvious if i'm assuming no, you are correct yeah. you are correct with that assumption but yeah it, it made is me... a, a uh, multiverse version of catwoman okay yeah, I was laughing, though. At first, I, like, didn't notice any of the words. I just saw also featuring Robin, Tim Drake, and I was like, well, what? Who, who's the first one featuring? But I assume they mean Batman. Uh, so, with your brief description of Robins and everything, do you still want to say that Dick Grayson is the best Robin? Yes. Because from what you said was he was, the, he was the first one. He was the first. But it sounds like Tim is the best one at being at Robin. At being a detective. I don't know. Yeah, what do you want Robin to be? Do you want Robin to be a sidekick, or do you want well, him to be I a mean, mean, because, person? Batman's wearing all the dark colors. Robin's wearing all the bright colors. He's the human He's the target, target. The human shield. So, <laughs> oh, I guess Jason's the best. That. <laughs> he, he he took a crowbar for him. Uh, well, the reason why I ask those, like, because Dick Grayson oh. decided, no, I'm done being Robin. So he he gave up being Robin. Yes, Tim is the only one that has not. Tim and Damien are the only ones that have not given up being Robin. 
Jason it, Todd yeah, didn't mean much. to. He had to give up life as well. Well, but I mean, he still, when he got resurrected, he could have gone back to being Robin, but he, he became he Red, Red Hood. Hood. Oh, I forgot so that's about what, that part. That's okay. why I would say the argument of like, well, at that point, I would say it'd be between Damien and Tim. Probably Tim, because Damien has become Batman different times, and Damien's a murderer, and Robin doesn't do that either. So, or a reformed murderer. Uh, yeah, I was going to say reformed. Yeah. It's so, nature versus not, nurture. He only killed a little. So for me, of the Robins, <laughs> I think Tim is the best Robin. Now, he not maybe the, not be the best one to wear I the would, Robin mantle. I can't argue with that. That's a good <laughs> argument. Yeah. So, I mean, of the former Robins, you can he say became, Dick Grayson's the best. He became Red Robin once. Yeah. Actually, he, he might he still was be. Uh, he went back to being Robin. Did he? Okay. Because yeah. I haven't been the, following his story arc well, here. In the back of the show, this. He goes back. He, he okay. called Robin. So. Since they did the new 52 and then... Um, Rebirth. Rebirth and stuff. The Teen Titans and the Robin stuff, it's been... Yeah. Hit and miss. So, so, so would you agree with me by with that logic? Then, with that logic, I would agree. Of with who you. is the best while being Robin? But it's also hard to depict, like, what's the best story arc with Robin? Right. I mean, Dick Grayson has had from nineteen forty mm, or thirty nine. He had the yeah, biggest time frame. Nineteen eighty, quantity or quality, four eighty five, right. eighty six, somewhere around in there. And he's the original. He's the one that create yeah. that. That's what a Robin right. should be. And a lot of people don't realize this. Robin is actually older than the Joker, Wonder Woman, and a Green Lantern, and a lot of those other Golden Age characters. Robin was released like a month before the Joker was released. So That's all it takes. I always like to point that out, too. Robin <laughs> is older than a lot of those other characters. So. Yeah. Well, I, I just thought I'd throw yeah. that out just for <laughs> defining, because that's what we do. We define oh, right. things arbitrarily. Yeah. So. Yep. But that with that argument, that's hard to argue with. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I would say who's as, the best Nightwing? What Dick Grayson? <laughs> well, because have there there have been other Nightwings? Right? Yeah, but I can't even tell you what their alter ego but names were. They're what from their, Krypton, yeah. weren't they? they were, Nightwing and Flamebird were from Krypton. Their stories weren't that good because that's how he got the name Nightwing was from Superman from, yeah, from right. Kal El. Yep. So, but yeah, and so like, well, he made the best character that was Robin. Right, Dick Grayson. Right, but but actual being Robin, Tim Drake. I that argument can be made. Yeah, so, ha ha, I win. (laughs) You win the no prize. You and your logic. It's what I do. (laughs) I'm not filling for time at all. That's not what I was doing. (laughs) No, that's okay. Uh, And actually, doing pretty good on time. So I'm going to do my second pick, and I'm going to leave my third note in the air. Of oh well, it is what it is. Uh, So my second uh, origin that I really liked was Wolverine, uh, James Howlett, Logan, uh, many other names, aliases he's gone by over the years. Um, I like him because for a long time we didn't know what his origin was because he didn't know what it was. It was yeah. just like he showed up, he fought the Hulk, he has claws, move along. Uh, then we find out, okay, he was part of the Weapon X program with within Canada where they did experiments on him. Then you find out, Oh, he was part of Task Force X that then turned into Weapon X program because he was this government agency and stuff. We've had the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. We had um, the Origins comic book that was his origin where he found out, oh, his true name was is James Howlett. He is still Canadian, but that was his real name, not Logan. At some point, he lost his memory. He went by Logan. Why? I don't know exactly, but... He's always had a thing for redheads because there was a redheaded girl that was he was in love with when he was James Howlett. Um, Stan, you know, the whole his mutant ability is the regeneration for his healing and 
claws that pop out of his hands, but they were bone claws originally. And then Weapon X, like, hey, with making you into a better weapon, instead of just bones that can snap, we'll put adamantium. And all these other times we've tried to do it, it kills people because of the poisoning and, you know, pouring molten metal inside a, a body that tends to kill someone versus his healing factor could counter that. So his whole skeleton's adamantium, including his claws. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been, it's cool to see how they, over the time, they peeled back. Oh, oh this is what the history was. This is where it came from. Because you just, like I said it before, he just showed up and had these powers. He's like an onion. He's got layers. Peeling them back. And he'll peel, but he's a spicy onion because he will peel you with with some of those layers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I thought it was a cool story with him. Um, Yeah. They've done multiple iterations of everything. There have been some continuity issues with here and there as they do things, but find me a comic book that does not have continuity issues, then that doesn't exist. Or it's an independent book that only is like five issues deep. Yep. That's what I was just going to say. Find me a Marvel or DC comic book that does not have continuity issues, then it's a brand new character, probably. So, but yeah, uh, that's Wolverine. That was one, it's always been one of my favorites, and like how he was the mysterious, like he just shows up in Claws things, versus now we actually figure out what his history was. And it was right around House of M, shortly after that, when we actually got the origin story of him, because that's when he got all his memories back, was in House of M. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Because that was his deepest wish was ever, whatever, is to know who he was. And that was the, that led to the downfall, as we discussed a few weeks ago on the podcast when we broke down House of M. Oh, uh, I forgot that one. Yeah. Thank you, Wanda, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's all Wanda's <laughs> fault. All right. Um, Laura, what is your next origin that you have written down? Um, I wanted to talk a little about Normie Osborne because the Red Goblin issue came out this week. And it, it actually covers it pretty good. So if anybody wants to, to fact check me, they can just go by Red Goblin number one. Like it's get the very first of, page. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is where he was. This is what he did. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually kind of forgotten all that stuff happened because it's been a minute. Um, but <clears throat> I'm I'm glad they they went back and picked it up. Like they're, I struggle a lot with Marvel. They've got so many balls in the air. That I, when they come back to a story, I'm like, was that three years ago they started setting this up? Like, what? where were they going with all these stories? Well, it's always right? like yeah. one panel. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this. And then we never address it for another three years. Yeah. yeah and I feel like this was a very good example of that. Where, um, let's see. So what they reference mostly in this, which isn't really his full origin or anything like that, but... um. I'm trying to remember what exactly was going on. But at some point, like, Dylan Brock, Eddie Brock's son, and Normie Osborne, Harry Osborne's son, like, they basically got crammed in a room and told to keep each other safe while... I feel like it had something to do with the Maker, too. There there was a whole bunch of bad stuff going on. And, oh, maybe it was the Black... It might have been Black... King. The King in Black? King in Black, yeah. Was it the, or I thought this was before that, because wasn't this when yeah, Dan was... Slott was still... Like, those Dan Slott's finale when they had the Goblin Child, or whatever. I think that's what that was. It was yeah. And when they introduced the whole Red Goblin, the, okay. too, when it was Norman. Yeah, I guess Goblin Child was first, and then there was the other part where Rascal showed up, and that yeah. was when That might Dylan... be King in Black. 
was when Ra- yeah I, I don't- i'm sorry i'm confusing rascal and the carnage symbiote stuff sorry i guess i should have started at the beginning but i thought i was gonna I thought it was going to make more sense before I opened my mouth. <laughs> I, I think it makes sense. As chaotic as what this is, I think it tracks. Like, yeah. I, I'm following along, so. Okay. No one else is. Sorry, guys. But, okay. I, I think I'll just kind of start over a little bit. Um, So, I, I got a kick out of it, too. Sorry, that's like my phrase of the week. Uh, The first appearance of Normie was way back in Amazing Spider-Man number 263 in April of 1985. That was when he was born in comics. He was, he's older than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, not older than me, though. I'm, I'm old. But, yeah, although he's like seven. That's weird. The way... <laughs> comics don't work. The way comics age is very weird. Like, yeah. Well, Dick Grayson, when he first appeared, how old was he, Jared? Dick you... Grayson? Uh... He was teen, preteen, like ten. Versus 12. now, versus now in the comics, he's like thirty. Yeah, but Bruce is like forty-one. 32. Yeah, like he's like mm, that math doesn't before, add up. Before Infinite Crisis, it wasn't bad. When they started doing New Fifty Two and stuff, it's just like Bruce is twenty-two years old, but Nightwing's twenty-four. It's like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so you still or, think it, about that's it. an oh, yeah. that's an exaggeration, but it's <laughs> just but like, not by much. But not by yeah. much, no. And I'm just like, yeah, he should still be mid-30s at this point, at least, you know. Yeah. But it so, is what it is. That, it's comic yeah, book aging right. where they just, if it makes the story better, then just don't think about the math. Right. Be fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Math doesn't no exist math. in comic books. Except for their numbering system, which they always restart. Which means it doesn't work. And so. then there's there the legacy numbers, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but, back to Normie. But, yeah, it's, it's almost... Uh, it makes me think of your Wolverine talk, too, how Wolverine had a, a first glimpse and then a first appearance, because you don't really see Normie's face in this first issue. I looked it up. It's on Marvel Unlimited, so you can find it if you want to reread it. It looked like a really kind of crazy crap issue, like a filler thing, yeah. and the the biggest thing happening was having a baby, but it, it worked out for him, and it, it seemed like it was one of those rare instances where Peter Parker slash Spider-Man was able to do the right thing and like be supportive of his friends and like be there for him mostly during the birth and i was like oh that's this was actually an upbeat story probably i didn't i didn't read all of it i just skimmed over it but i i got it i i enjoyed what i did see and i pinned it so i could possibly read it later um i also saw it was Man, I should, it, the, they said that the creators of Normie Osborne were Bill Mann and Al Milgram. And Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends were also some part of this. I don't know if they drew the comic or told the story, but I those are big names that when they do stuff, I love it. Like, and, I, uh, who are the family members of Normie? Like, who are his parents? Oh, Why does he not get to that? I got that way down there, too. Um, Sorry. Uh... Okay, so Normie's dad is Harry Osborne, and Harry Osborne's dad is Norman Osborne Sr. Uh, actually, I looked that up. Norman Virgil Osborne. Ooh. Um, and hopefully most people remember that Norman Osborne Sr. is the Green Goblin and a big thorn in Spider-Man's side, and also a big philanthropist, owns Oscorp or any number of iterations of the name Oz Osborne Industries, all Oscorp. whatever they 
call it. He's also it's, a big thorn in Harry's side also. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a bad dude all around. Yeah, he was always very hard on Harry and thought, oh, he could be better. He needs to be stronger. He needs to... All this stuff. Like, he had very high hopes for Harry. And I think that he was also pretty hard on Normie. And that's part of how the Goblin Child originated. Because... Norman, at some point during Secret Empire, and the arc was called Go Down Swinging, he stole the Carnage symbiote, and Norman merged himself with Carnage, and somehow in all that process, took a little bit of it, and also injected it into Normie, his grandson, and turned him into the Goblin Child. And one of my favorite things in that arc was when... Goblin Child kidnapped Aunt May, and Aunt May was like, you can't do these things, you can't be so evil, like, I used to change your diapers, and I made you cookies, and he retorts, you put raisins in those cookies, I should kill you just for that. And the other day we had raisin cookies, and which, I, I was tempted which, to say yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I'd go to the record and say, I like oatmeal raisin cookies. I do those too. fine. As long as I'm not anticipating a chocolate chip cookie, though. Yeah. I'll agree. Then you're angry. Right. But if I know what it is, like, oh, yeah, I enjoy them. They're good. I know what it is. I know what I'm expecting. But mm-hmm. it's like anytime you eat or drink something you weren't expecting, like, oh, this is awful. It's not really awful. It's just not what you're expecting. So right. it's like, yeah, this is wrong. Yeah. Peter's just yeah. like, oh, you just woke him up. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying so hard He's... to fall asleep earlier. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> Peter Barker is the cutest dog, in my opinion. He's the cutest dog in the house. Darn straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some... I have to argue with that. I think Shandy's cuter. But she's not in the house. She's not in the house, though. Yeah, I need to go look at your dog. We'll, we'll do a, a comparison someday. <laughs> Bring her over one of these days when we watch TV or play games. Oh, she will destroy everything. Not, li- once not the, literally. Once the basement's done and everything, we can keep them contained downstairs. How about that? Anyway. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, another tangent. Yeah, I, I actually don't know... It seems like Normie should still have some of the Carnage symbiote in him, because it's not like they filtered his blood unless they did that with the whole Codex thing in I King Black. I think they did, Maybe yeah. they did, okay. I think they got but, rid- they cleansed them, and then now it... Was, now it's rest. It could be again, a story though. arc coming up, yeah. too. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all cyclical, so it'll be fine. Yeah, there's... Like, you were talking about the Spider-Man story where they're going to go back and explain what already happened. Like, it'll, it could be one of those things yeah. where the, the arc has chronologically happened, but we haven't read it yet. And while I've read a bunch of comics, there's still a bunch I haven't. Like, oh, I mostly read Amazing, but it happened in Friendly Neighborhood or mm-hmm. or Peter yeah. Parker or who knows. There's a million different ones that happened at the same time that I can't read them all, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying, but yeah, it's rough. But yeah, so currently... Like, it's almost another... I almost feel like every time a character gets a new, like, name or a new outfit or whatever, it's almost a new origin. It's like, what what made you have this impetus to make this big change? So I almost feel like now Normie's got another when he gets this rascal symbiote, which I think was given to him by... By Dylan. Uh, Dylan Brock. Sorry, is and the name really Rascal? Yes. I think that okay. Normie That's named what I him. Thought, but I thought you like were making a pun earlier no, or no. a joke, <laughs> and then you just said it again. I'm just like... No, that's that, what... like, legitimately his name? So yeah. I'll go into a, a little bit further. A lot of symbiotes get weird names. I'll go into a little bit further once we get to that book, because that's my pick of the week. Okay. Okay. Oh, so. sorry if I'm stepping on oh, toes no, too much. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to kind of go back and tangent again, too. When you mentioned um, family, another weird thing about, like, I guess all of Marvel characters, all their families are so intertwined and crazy. Because uh, I forget often that Liz Allen's brother is the Molten Man. So Normie's uncle is the Molten Man. I forget his real name. Yeah, it's like know. Mark or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark Allen or something. <laughs> but, and then also his half-brother Stanley. I had forgotten, like, at some point in this... Normie's half-brother Stanley. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Normie's half-brother Stanley, who he gets really jealous of all the time. Like, I had forgotten that they were only half-brothers until they said in there. And I was like, okay, Google, tell me what's going on with this. And I'd forgotten that Lily Hollister was Stanley's mother, who was also Menace. And she also, like, after she was Menace, she, like, fell in the river and got amnesia and came back as Queen Cat. And she was in the Black Cat series for half a minute. And they said she was going to come back, but... My quick Googling earlier could not find her. So I was like... Not yet. Yeah, I remember being really excited. Like, I liked that issue about Queen Cat and Lily Hollister. And I was like, well, where's more? Like, I would totally read this. Where, where did it go? And so that's... Well, I guess she doesn't really have anything to do with Normie. She's just his brother's mother. They're brothers from another mother. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, so Normie, yeah. Normie was doomed from the beginning. And in alternate worlds like marvel 2 where he's with spider girl that's like one of my favorite iterations of normie but that's a whole nother can of worms but just to to throw it out there everyone needs to know that you should read all the spider girl ever made ever and the true spider girl yeah made a parker. parker yeah that was a good series mm-hmm. all right uh jared who is the last one on your list i'm actually going to go with the teen titans as a group um so i cannot remember who the first battle they were up against, but uh, it actually started out, I think, in either Showcase or Brave and the Bold. I think it was Showcase first, where Aqualad, Robin, and Kid Flash all teamed together. And then in Brave and the Bold, I think they teamed up with uh, Donna Troy at that point, who was Wonder Girl, and the four originally became the Teen Titans in that. Uh, they were later joined by Speedy, who was Green Arrow's sidekick. And um, I think it's pretty well obvious Robin was Batman's sidekick. Kid Flash was the Flash's sidekick. Aqua Lad was Aquaman's sidekick. Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman, Speedy, Green Arrow. That, you know. (laughs) But uh, those five were the core uh, Teen Titans back in the 60s. And the series actually ran through like the 1970s, 78, 77, something like that. But uh, the I think some of the best Teen Titan stuff was in Wolfman and Perez got a hold of it in the early 80s, and they relaunched the series as the new Teen Titans. So, just quick Wikipedia. The original run was January 66 through February 78. Okay. Then the second volume was October of 96 through September 98. Of the actual title, Teen Titans. Yes, that is correct. Now, the new Teen Titans was uh, like 1980. It was just a couple years after the first series ended. But um, I I can't remember. I think it was showcased that the three uh, members were there and they didn't call them the Teen Titans. I think it was Brave and the Bold 
where they teamed with Wonder Girl and uh, called themselves the Teen Titans at that point. Uh, but um, during the new Teen Titans run, it was basically the original group. Um, I don't think Speedy was there in the new Teen Titans one, but uh, it was your core. Then they teamed with uh, Coriander. Starfire was basically being sold as a slave, and uh, she stole a shuttle and crash land on Earth. Basically, Raven gathered the Teen Titans along with Cyborg, and at the time his name was Changeling, not Beast Boy. And uh, but he became Beast. He renamed Beast Boy. But uh, basically combined all of them to help her out and they all became friends and lived in a giant T building at that point. <laughs> but uh the second issue is where of the new Teen Titans is where it really started to pick up pace. Um there was a character called Grant Wilson who went by the name of Ravager. Uh basically he was kind of a Teen Titan a little bit there for a little while and um he gotten to a fight with his girlfriend and was going to be abusive towards his girlfriend while Donna Troy and Wonder Girl, uh, Donna Troy and Starfire stopped him. So he basically, you know, she broke up with him and he's basically, I want revenge. So goes to Hive and hires his dad, Deathstroke the Terminator, uh, Slade Wilson. So that's how Slade Wilson gets involved is because his son's girlfriend dumped him. <laughs> You know, that's the gist of how Deathstroke the Terminator was created. <laughs> so something as simple as that. I mean, they don't have to be the complex. No, not at all. Tragic it's stories. Just, you know, the guy was abusive. His girlfriend dumped him. So I'm going to go call my dad. Dad. <laughs> Pretty much it. Dad, I need you to murder some kids. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, son. So. I did a bad job of. I, I, I was only abusive. I couldn't murder them. So can right. you take it to the next step? <laughs> right. So, but then, uh, like, the that was, like, issue two of the new Teen Titans. Issue three introduced the Fearsome Five, where the uh, Dr. Light, who became more prominent during Identity Crisis, where they had that big story arc around him. We're not going to get into that. If you want to know, oh, yeah. go check that one out. Yeah, that's an old podcast. Yep. But uh, uh, Dr. Light forms a team, and I can't remember who all was on it, Mammoth. Prism, Gizmo, I can't think of the other one, and obviously Dr. Light has five. And what's his name? Right. And what's his name? Or her name? <laughs> I don't what's remember who it is. their other. name? Yes. Uh, but uh, that was like issue three. So like Mar uh, Wolfman and Prez's first run of that was a huge hitter. Now since then they've done, you know, the Judas contract with, uh, they brought in Tara who betrayed them. They did... Um, Oh, the title just escaped me. The Terror of Trigon, where Raven's dad breaks through the veil and attacks Earth, and they've got to stop them. So where the Justice League was during that, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they had, uh, Wolfman and Perez had such a good run, and it's, it's some of the best comic books out there, in my mm -hmm. in my opinion. Some not so great stuff. It's Titans, remember. And they're it's a little got dated. its up and downs, and it's dated. But overall, there was some really good stuff there. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a quick, brief history of the Teen Titans. But I still cannot remember who the first villain they fought as the in the '60s, the version uh, who they fought. So as their like debut and stuff like that. So. And a reminder about the Teen Titans: there was an announcement a couple weeks ago of a new series. I'm excited. 
that was that it was alluded to in Nightwing 100, and that is a new Titans book coming out, written yep. by Tom Taylor himself again. Yep, and it's basically the Teen Titans are taking over for the Justice League. Yep, that Justice League no more again, but. Uh, and there's, be, it's money Batman needs another vacation right right <laughs> uh, so with that we'll move on to books that came out this week Wednesday February 8th 2023 uh, I'll go first because we've been hitting towards it a little bit the entire time and I said what it was going to be too uh, that is Red Goblin number one this was a book that I'll be honest I didn't want to enjoy I was like <laughs> oh do we need <laughs> do we need more Goblin books yes like, when are we going to get a Rainbow Goblin Squad? We'll have a red one. We'll have a green one. We can get a blue one. Power Goblins? It's like the Power Rangers? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Radiant Black would be like the Radiance of Color. Radiant Goblin. Go. Uh, but anyway, this one, uh, <laughs> like what Laura mentioned earlier, the very beginning, it has a great, does a great job of describing the origin of everybody and how we got here. Uh, the very first line, because Marvel's great at, you know, oh, previously in whatever. Uh Normie Osborne is a son of Harry Osborne and Liz Allen, the grandson of Green Goblin, or the Green Goblin, Norman Osborne. Like, that's pretty much all you need to know going into this. Like, okay, this is who this kid is. Go. Now, it has a little more of saying, okay, how exactly did Norman get to this position? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but this is a cool story where uh, Normie has a symbiote, because symbiotes work out great, uh, mm-hmm. especially for... Uh, pre- prepubescent <laughs> Osborns and everything um, and I love the the dynamic that Normie and the got the uh, symbiote Rascal have like they said okay Rascal's basically like an infant there's no memory nothing so it's my job to raise it and treat it to what's good and what's bad and everything so he's a child raising a younger child from that standpoint too of like <laughs> okay oh at one point the symbiote was like candy and like no was like no stop it we can't we can't do that we have to do other things we can't that's stealing blah 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 and it was really cool to see that um at one point normie's even like yeah i have stuff to worry about you know grandpa being a former supervillain dad being dead and nice former supervillain and puberty i guess like you mentioned <laughs> like i guess that's gonna happen too i don't know what's going on like it was just very fun like oh the the comedy innocence of the child at that time. Like, Oh, I guess I have, and I have to work on that too or whatever. Uh, but there's a lot that happens in here that was pretty good. And I enjoyed seeing what's going on with everything. There's the green goblin society that's underground and they're doing their thing. Um, and some major things happen. I don't want to give away spoilers of how it happens, but, uh, something happens to a major character and then something happens to another character that you didn't think was going to happen, but it's the final page. So I don't want to yeah. give a spoiler on it, but yeah, I was torn on that. I was like, Oh, I'd love to do origins on him, but it's kind spoiler. of a spoiler on this. Yeah. Um, although but, hint, but I've done it before. I think. Well, and hint, you mentioned that it's a him. So oh, sorry. Or her. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, a little late there, aren't I? A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Red Goblin, number one, definitely worth checking out. I enjoyed it. So, uh, And I believe the artist, this week, we got a preview, uh, preview thing of like upcoming art, like upshot Storm artists. Stormbreakers. Stormbreakers. I think one of the artists in here, in that, is did this book as well. I could be mistaken. But uh, yeah, 
it's cool art. I enjoyed it. Good story. Um, I mean, we're subscribed to it because it's Spider-Man related and Laura. So yeah, honestly, I had no idea which goblin or what it was going to be when I signed up for it. I, I saw a an advertisement. I was like, Goblin anything done. Comic hub. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I'm actually going to. I'm at least going to read issue number two. I mean, I know we're going to buy them all, but yeah. I'm willing to at least read them. So. So yeah, that was my pick of the week. That is Red Goblin number one. Laura, what is your pick of the week this week? I think... Hmm. I'm torn. I guess I, I'm going to be kind of brief because the... There were two comics that I read, really, honestly, and, and Red Goblin. Um, I think I'll go with The Exiled first. I kind of grabbed it because it said Wesley Snipes, and I remembered him didn't he was he blade yes. at some point okay yeah because this looks very blade-ish on the front i feel like he was trying to get that recreated in the the art um but uh, it was a pretty issue the main character his name is detective niles roach washington um Oh, another thing. I forgot to actually look it up. It's another one of those comics where the back page, there's a QR code that there's music that you're supposed to listen to with the issue. Which would be and, nice if they put ooh, that, you know, like at the beginning of the book. That would have been smarter. Okay, maybe you're supposed to listen to it afterwards. I don't know. I didn't listen to it at all yet, but... Because it says the official graphic novel soundtrack, so maybe you're supposed oh, to wait till you get all of them okay. and then put it together. Still, but, I, would, I would put that at the beginning, but... I would have, too. Okay. Well, it's at the end, folks. Go go find Sorry. it. Yeah. What was end. the other book that did that much better? Uh, um, we Live. We yeah, Live. Thank that, you. I love that one. That one's way prettier. Like sporadically through the mm -hmm. book, didn't they? Well, it had like three yeah. pages in. Yeah, not like yeah. a lot, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like the way they did it too. But and any book that has music associated with it, I'm going to be, if and I find it, <laughs> I got to point that out. That's a great feature. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool that they're it's doing nice that. Bonus. It, yeah. it sets the mood for while you're reading right. it. Right. And I, there, it's hard for me to not give too many spoilers in this, but basically, um, this guy, he lived through something called the Red Friday attack, and it was some sort of, like, poisonous gas, and it seemed to me like it... It mutated I, I, him a little bit. Oh, did it mutate him? Or, okay. Or he was... I didn't realize you read it. he mutated and it didn't affect him. Or it affected. Something made him different than everybody else by it. See, I thought he was different before it happened. So he's a vampire now. Well, I, and, see, I don't know. The way <laughs> yeah. I read it is, like, he's not sure why he was unaffected. Now, was it because because of it, or is he different before that? Nothing had ever come. Nothing had ever happened before where he was suspicious of having powers. Is okay. I took so it. they like, may so address it, that in another right. chapter. It could have been a side effect. It could have been something he was born with. We don't know, but he is different, and he, he survived that incident. The art looks pretty good on that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very well drawn. Um, yeah, I was trying to remember if there, there was this thing where they were finding all these murdered bodies who didn't have spines, too. I couldn't remember if that was part of the was weird. the gas attack, too. But no, I think the gas just melted everybody. I think it just melted everybody's Except flesh. for um, yeah. Niles Roach Washington. Yes. And he... The only other name I wrote down was Connor Lee, which I think it was his uh, like partner as they're doing detective work further on in the story. Um, yeah, and they're... Yeah, I get the feeling that it's 
two detectives trying to figure out a murder, uh, find a murderer who's leaving these bodies around without spines. Why are they stealing spines? Why are they doing this? So what kind of genre would you say this book is? Like for uh, me, it's I'm like terrible a, genre. For me, it's like a sci-fi. Yeah, horror. everything's sci-fi. Yeah, I guess it could be horrific. People are losing their spines, or like a mm. sci-fi yeah. crime noir. Almost, like, I don't know. Sure, I don't know. Well, if you a, don't know, how am I supposed well, to? Well, be a, well. I was just wondering what you, how you would describe it. Mm. But yeah, Sorry. it's sci-fi. I'm real bad. Sci-fi at that. with gore. From the cover, yeah. I would say it's a science fiction horror. But yeah. 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 It, it's some whatnot. Whatnot Publishing put this out. Yeah. And what was the other book you want to talk about briefly? Um, maybe Harrower, but should I wait for the rounds? Oh, uh, we're only doing one, so. Okay. So you, then I shouldn't mention it all. Or, or you can just mention that. <laughs> or you can do a quick thing if you want, or not. Harrow number okay. one came out. Yeah. Um, it gave me the impression that it was kind of like a, a Halloween horror story. This one definitely seemed like horror. Um. They immediately talk about the sinner's mark is drawn in this town, and it has, it's kind of like when you, um, I can't remember the thing, you say that one lady's name Bloody like Mary. three times, yeah, and then she shows up, it's like you draw this mark, and then the harrower, the avenger that keeps Barlow, the city they live in, pure, will come and like purify, like destroy all the people who are... It's an not, urban legend. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, Claims. that's a good way to say it. Yeah. And it drove me nuts. They, I swear they never said the main character's name. I wrote down everyone else's name and like all of their families, like how they were all connected and all this stuff. But I swear the main girl, that her name never got mentioned. Yeah, I don't and, remember them saying her name either. Yeah. And hmm. also like. Maybe it's like Clint Eastwood, the man with no name. Right. Hmm. Maybe they're going with that vibe. And I honestly, I was not a big fan of the art in this one. It's it's okay, but it's not not my favorite thing. Um, the cover definitely like throws you off, and it also I think this the is a, title is on the back. I think this is a variant cover. Technically, it might say oh, okay. right by the barcode, right right above the barcode. I was going to say yeah, the cover say. looks awesome. I wasn't expecting the interior art to be that different. Well, yeah, what, what Mark has been doing lately is he for issue number one. If there is no quantity-based covers, you just order whichever cover is the best one at that point. So maybe oh, cover okay. A, maybe mm. cover D. Oh, that's cover e. according that's a good to him. Idea. Yes. Okay. <laughs> of whatever cover he thinks will sell best. Ah, well, that's sneaky. Because, okay. yeah, you open it up and you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. But also with this, because the title's on the back, at first I was like, is it a manga? Should I start at the back? And I was like, nope, nope, nope. it's not backwards. Okay. Yeah, that's error number one. Ish. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what is your pick of the week? Batman 132. Batman, uh, this is the second part of the um, story arc called The Batman of Gotham. Um, this is a multiverse story since they just came out of um, Dark Crisis and uh, they're kind of relaunched the multiverse and stuff like that. I think they're really leaning into that because Batman's now on a different Earth. They're opening the floodgates yeah. big time. But we just... We were fighting Failsafe. Failsafe blasts Batman. He gets uh, transported to a different Gotham where everything's slightly different. Um, he, Bruce Wayne of that Earth, is dead. 
and it looks like Alfred and Leslie Thompson, uh, who was the doctor that kind of helped, you know, if Batman's injured, she they he goes to her. Uh, but uh, it sounds like Bruce Wayne probably left all of their fortune to them because they have money, it looks like. Mm. But um, he's going in for disguising to meet up with this... Um, Upper class. Upper class. I can't think of the guy's name. The, the 1%. Yeah, that the control, 1%. The Bruce Wayne that runs everything right. of that universe. Right. Because the police force is basically, they're all on Venom, which is the you know, muscle Bane's. growth yeah. Bane for Bane. Um, there's a lot going on, but it's really cool to see this different Earth and all the different characters and the different ways they're portrayed. Like uh, Harvey Dent, Two-Face, we saw him in last issue. He is jacked up on venom but you find out he's being controlled they could take that power away from him whenever and make him a weak it's almost like a uh, dr banner hulk type of transformation it's a remote control access to the venom suit stuff. right so they can like oh well if you get out of line we'll just shut you off and right but the one where it uh, shows his face after he's taken the venom again his eyes are bloodshot and like there's got to be some negative effects going on with this stuff too. he's a junkie so uh but uh, he does meet this version of selena kyle who Promptly attacks him. And has a scar on her face. Yep. That's how we know it's a different universe because right. she has a scar on her face. She has a scar on her face. So uh, the character, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but the, he does see the the upper class man that he's been looking for. Um, oh, what the crap is his name? Um, but uh, he does meet him across the Darwin Holiday. That's who it is. But uh, he does I am across the the um, the event, but he's attacked by Punchline and Catwoman, all juiced up on Venom and everything like that, too. So he gets tossed out of a building. You know, there's so much happening. I don't want to give spoilers. <laughs> there's away. a lot there's, of good stuff here. There's some good stuff to talk about. So I'll just leave it right there. But we do get explanation of why... Yep. Bruce is seeing the skeleton Jim Gordon. Yes. We find out that it's, I'll go ahead and say it, that there's basically the, the authority is poisoning the regular humans. So that they can keep them docile by right. being like, Oh, you don't know if you're crazy or not. Cause you're actually at the gas leak. So right. the continuous gas. Yep. Leak. And it's a uh, fear. Uh, Dr. Uh, Crane scarecrow's fear toxin is being slowly leaked into Gotham. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it does have a backup story with that uh, Tim Drake, earlier. Robin. Yep, that so. is him trying to solve and find where Batman... Like, he figured out, yes. okay, there's no way Batman's dead. He had to go on somewhere else. Right. How can I find him? And this is after... Um, after uh, the failsafe. Failsafe had blasted him so into another dimension. It's roughly concurrently while Bruce is in this other universe right. as well. So it's not bad. It's it's hard to judge that because it's such a short little span we're getting. It may have done better, actually, in its own series and being a full story arc of him uh, doing if it of a detective story maybe but I do like the fact that it is this story Batman's gone so it's staying within that book they're not trying yeah, to spin it off I, into five other things so I, I do I like agree. that I do like that but I'm like the story is actually pretty good it like, is I kind of want more of that story it's the first backup in a long time that I'm actually enjoying it. same here like most of the backups are like oh, I don't care right they, you don't need them because they're usually self contained they are what they are this one actually. Is going it's, forward with yeah, the story. Yeah, and it's it's running, it actually like matters. you said concurrently. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, those are our books that came out this week. Uh, now we're moving to the book club section of the podcast, which we're going to be talking about Harleen. Uh, but if you don't want spoilers on this, Laura, what book are we going to be reading for two weeks from today? 
Nope, I don't know. I'm sorry. Jared, what book are we reading for two weeks from today? Crap, I was getting my phone out because you, I know you've texted, I texted me, but you I can't both. remember I what it is. I you both. Was See, it we'll Injustice be ready. something? Yes. Injustice. Okay. Injustice, uh, Gods Among Us, year one is the book that we're going to be reading. And Jared, why are we reading that book for ne- for two weeks? Because you told me yesterday. Yep. and um, I asked if there was a hatchet. Oh, because of Tom Taylor. Because of Tom Taylor. And... Yep. Him doing something. Yep. He's writing a, a He's book. writing Teen Titans that's taking over for the Justice. No, nope. no, no. No, no. It's uh, Superboy. Jonathan Kent is going to visit the Injustice world. There you go. That's what yes. it is. I knew it would come to me. Uh, so I don't was, think I knew that that's part. That's going to be in what? Uh, so it was just announced yesterday, uh, the 7th, that Tom Taylor's upcoming uh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent, will be having... Uh, John go to another universe. He's actually going to the Injustice Gods Among Us universe where uh, John was never born. And because Joker killed uh, a pregnant Lois, so Superman went crazy, became a dictator, took over everything. So there's going to have that of Superman of that earth is going to see the sun that never was. And we'll see how that affects that world and timeline and everything. So, so I figured, which- okay, this is applicable with that news right. of injust of crossing over with injustice now that book won't come out for another two months but right. it's news that's, that it's going to happen yeah so that, and it's staying with their multiverse stuff i actually they, like their multiverse so stuff. they are i'm hoping they continue this, this dc's going, knocking it out of the park yeah right this now. is going back to the they are opening the floodgates massively with the multiverse right. Like, all right now we'll just do whatever we want because we can yep, yep. and so. there's a superboy book coming out with connor kent yep. who's got the old leather jacket from the 90s back on so i'm like ah that looks interesting i'd like to see where that's going yeah, so we're so, reading Injustice Gods Among Us, year yes. one. Uh, there were five years of the first one, then they did a Injustice 2 for the second game, then they did Injustice Year Zero. We're just going to read We're just gonna read year the one. The good one. Because that was, <laughs> I would say that was the best one. Yeah. Uh, the first three years were great because those were all written by Tom Taylor, then four and five were written by other people. But It went downhill a little bit. They were still decent, but... Then he came back for Injustice 2, and he did the prequel. But yeah, that's just too much to read for yeah. two weeks. So we're just going to do Volume 1, which is Year 1, which will be 12 issues. So be prepared. It is 12 issues long. Um, but it, uh, if I remember correctly, it is a great read. Yes. So, uh, Harleen. Um, this was my second time reading it. Was this your guys' first or second time reading? Second. My first. Okay, so Laura, your first time. What was your overall take on this book? I liked how in the back of it, they mentioned... They felt like they were writing a trashy romance novel. And I was like, yeah, I could totally see it. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a trashy romance novel. Yeah, and I liked how it had the, this is like where it had this story of how did we get this book in general? Like, oh, well, uh, the writer and artist, uh, Sedgwick is his last name. I'm not going to try to butcher the first name. Where they came up with like, oh, I want to do this. Like, okay, well, eventually. Oh, I want to do this. Okay, well, eventually. Okay, I'll do this. You know what? You've been persistent for the last three years. Sure, go ahead and do it. Do the project now. And it has a bunch of concept art and stuff. Panels like, oh, we thought about putting this in here. It didn't work. But we, who knows? We may put it in another book elsewhere later on. We may get a, a sequel to Harleen. So, like, who knows? But I like how it had, I like whatever book does concept art and like the story of yeah. how we got to this point, too. Uh, because this is only a three-issue story. It was only Harleen issues one through three. And these were the magazine size. And they're the magazine size, and so is the graphic novel is the magazine size. It's an oversized, a little bit wider than normal. Um, I love the art in this book. I, I do, too. I think it's... Yeah. Like, 
it is, it reminds me of Alex Ross where it's so unique. And it's not the same as Alex Ross where it has that painting style, but like this is a very unique and distinguished that, oh, this is Sedgwick is the one drawing this. I can tell it's their art because that it looks that way. Right, right. And one of the things he does very well is his backgrounds. Like mm. sometimes I, I like art where it's got a little bit more detail than rather than a, Oh, there's a green background and here's your characters. You know, he, some of it's like blurred, but you can still tell, Oh, there's a cityscape in the background. It's almost like someone's taking a picture that's focusing on you and the back is blurred, Yeah, you know? So I yeah, really he like brings some things of to the background stuff. It, so the art is phenomenal. It's a this. great use of like shadows, yes. uh, a mist yeah. look, fire. Yeah. I love the fire or the background, the shadow where it's like, oh, it's Harley. And how do you know it's Harley? Because it has her in her Harley Quinn costume right. shadow. Which we've seen yeah. that also in uh, the Sean Murphy stuff too. Yeah. Yep. Where it had like, oh, just a reminder who this character is, even though they're not in costume, they're this person. Right. But just when they're all uh, in a bar having a conversation or walking through the city, there's always background detail that he's put in and that. You know, none of it really means anything, but it just adds to the story and to the art. It feels like there's a real place, you know, rather than just a comic book world. How they always have diamonds also. Like, I just opened to this page where in the background where Harley is doing her interview. Yeah, Where the stained glass, it's the diamonds yeah. in the background. I didn't even notice that before. Yeah. Yeah, like, and the scene, like, a lot of the, the normal panels, but the big splash pages, they have, like, cool, yeah. like, a broken tapestry yeah. for the scenes. And it... And they do it well enough that you can still follow the story. Sometimes when they do that, like, okay, which panel do I read in order? They did a really good job of, no, no, this is still your reading order while having that cool backdrop for right. the scenes. Yep. And I also loved a, a thing he did somewhat frequently was how you'll draw a face and split it down the center, kind of like Two-Face. And half of it will be like Harleen and the Joker, like when they're, when he's trying to portray how similar they were. Things that they were doing likewise. Or also he'd do it like with Harleen and Har... Well, I don't know how to how to call her. Like Harleen and Harley Quinn. Harley, Harley and Doctor. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's there what I should go. say. Dr. Quinzel. Like they'd split them down the center to show... Crazy they're both, insane. Yeah, they're both here. Like both halves are represented, but they're... They're doing their double representations. Like, it's it's good art. It's yeah. meaningful art. And I, and I like the way they show the descent into madness for yeah. Harley oh, and for big time. Two-Face. Like, yeah. Where it's like, okay, she, she wasn't just like, oh, I'm your doctor. Oh, now I love you. I'm crazy. Like, no, this was built over the course of five months of, you know, daily sessions in, like, where she had bend the rule here and then bend the rule here and, then, like, eventually break rules completely where she shouldn't have and then it right. jeopardized herself and they showed now he is manipulative and everything like that in this but it also showed the joker a little bit charming a yeah, little he bit. was subtly manipulating, yeah, subtly right. manipulating her to do what he wanted her to do especially at the end you know? when bruce is like oh well you know reading the reports of what she wrote down of how he was interacting and he was mirroring her thesis the entire time right he was manipulating her from day one right mm-hmm. But I did like how it's you know he's sitting there just throwing that doubt in there towards the beginning where he's just like I like to see you smile you know something as simple as that but it was mm-hmm. seemed so genuine and you know that was kind of like the 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 pinprick to let the floodgates in or like oh yeah I didn't kill you because I want to see you smile 
or because I ran out of ammo. Either way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's just like, you know. Which one's just, the truth? Right. And how he she or he had like five different therapists before and each one had a different origin story like yeah. oh that acid failed like every origin we've seen in the comics around then right like oh that was the origin no that was no that was that like none of them are but all of them are at the same time right and he's just he's a crazy person and he manipulates everyone uh, I mean, I don't know if we need to go into super details of everything. I mean, it's a pretty yeah Harley steady Quinn's book. Harley Quinn's origin has pretty well stayed the same since the Batman the animated series debuted with her. You know, she was the Arkham uh, uh, therapist, and she got manipulated by the Joker, broke him out, pretty much. Well, I like that it didn't show that she was just the doctor for joker like no she right. was there she was a therapist for everybody for everybody and i like how they had the flirtation beginnings with her and ivy even like yeah. oh well i'll be nice to you i'll give it here i put this potted plant or i moved you closer to the window so you can get the daylight because i know you like that and like little things where she's trying to be a doctor to everybody but then hyper focuses on mr j right um I did like Hugo Strange in this because Hugo Strange is ultimately a bad guy. He is. Um, so yeah, I in this, it's, that. it's it's really nice to see where he's just like, oh, the care of my patients is utmost importance. And really, he's like, you know, they're, they're lab test subjects, depending on what story. You know what I mean? Right. He basically uses them as test subjects. But from her point of view right there, he's just the evil boss. Right. Just for being a boss. Right. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, don't really he won't know sleep that. With uh, but they portray a lot of the Batman characters really well in this. They reference Batgirl. They reference Robin. But we yep. never see them. We only see Batman. Uh, we see Robin in a flashback. I guess, or a yeah. flash forward. Uh, I don't remember which. A flash around. It's like, oh, of what's yet to come. And but, it has Batman and Robin jumping out right. of the, the, Bat- the Batmobile. But he's not actually in the story, though. Like, no, and, not at all. And Batman's barely in it at all. Like, right. Mm-hmm. We, we see him there, like, okay, where he busts up, where he catches the Joker in the initial. Right. And then at the, I love the middle where he's interviewing Joker, and, she, and Harley's like, what are you doing? I'm not Gordon. I'm not your lapdog. You are breaking protocols. I'm trying to heal this person. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, yes, that was definitely, like, she was protecting her love interest. But, but... also, from a prof- professional standpoint, like, that's fair. Like, yeah. You are... And Batman left. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I liked her short little snippet interview with, uh, the Riddler, because he's like cr- depicted as crazy in this. He's, you know, it's, everyone's going to do this. And I love the riddle uh, he gives to her. What am I going to do if I'm uh, the the letter that's on the big red cape of the guy in Metropolis or whatever it was? And she says like, S, gape, you know, <laughs> what's the item? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's, 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 pretty pretty, that's fun. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, notable points of this book that you guys want to mention that stood out to you? This story was phenomenal. It was really good. It reads better as a collected edition than it did the single issues. Because I was getting the single issues, and I'm just like, meh. You know, that was okay. This was really good. I was curious. There was some point where they showed the Batcave, and he already had the giant penny that he... I thought he took that from Two-Face. Or do I always think that, and that's wrong? I think you always think that, and that will not necessarily accurate. I don't know where he got it from. But I mean, I, the I animated guess, series, right? I should know <laughs> that, but I don't. I'm gonna Google it real quick while you guys keep. Talking. Well, I think the giant robotic T Rex is there too in the in the cave. Oh, I don't know where that came from, yeah, so I can't either. argue it. But, but yeah. I thought the penny came from Two Face. So since Two Face hadn't happened yet, 
in this or it had like just happened, I w- I'm always like, why does he have that penny? That should be almost it. every every iteration. The penny is a memento from Batman's encounter with the Penny Plunderer. Oh, okay. okay. There you go. Not Two Face. Okay. All right. I just I remember Two Face getting smashed by a giant. I thought it was like a giant penny or a giant coin of some sort. It makes sense okay. that he has his fixation on fix, flipping the coin. And... Yeah. Okay. Well, that wasn't as glamorous as yeah. I thought it was going to be. I don't even know who the penny plunderer is. Well, yeah, we should either. read that next. That, that's an Four origin, weeks from that's now. That's an origin we'll have to look up later. Uh, probably not on the podcast. <laughs> no. So it's probably not a good story. Probably not. Oh, come it's, on. I'm, it's I'm a Batman story good. I haven't heard of it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that is Harleen. Uh on a scale of one to five, one being awful, five being great lore, this was your first time reading it. What would you rate it? Hmm. I'm torn. I guess I'll go with four because it always needs more Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> if it had Spider-Man, it'd have to be a five, but we'll, we'll okay. go four. Jared, what would you give it? I'll give it a, a 4.9 for the lack of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a 5. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a really good origin. Um, more geared towards adults than other iterations yeah. of Harley which, Quinn which in the past. Sense. Which this is. this was a black label. Um, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more from this team. Uh, the team of one. It's all by the same person. Well, yeah, but it's... <laughs> Wasn't an artist. He had a penciler yeah. too. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. Also, uh, it is self-contained. It's a great story. The art is great. The story is great. Um, you don't need to read more. But if they did more, like we could see Harleen too, where it's the breakup with Joker then, because we don't necessarily yeah. mm. need everything in between. And they kind of tease that with the oh, this may be in future books where it had like her curled up and laying in Ivy's lap, like consoling her. Like it mm. seems like oh, they might do. The breakup between Harley and Joker. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I'd be okay with that too, yeah. But we don't necessarily need that. No. Um, this doesn't reinvent the wheel of the origin of Harley, but it does give a more of an in-depth look at what happens yeah. and everything. And I liked how it wasn't just like, oh, she's just crazy and fell in love with her. No, she was she was like no sleep. She was self-medicating. She was trying. And she wasn't like, oh, I'll just go straight to alcohol. No, I tried therapy. I tried uh, acupuncture. I tried all these other steps. Alcohol is the only thing that works to let her sleep at night. Like I like how they showed, like, no, it was the last story. I tried everything I could to keep my sanity and still went insane. Um, yeah, I love, too, how she didn't – she was trying to avoid the Joker at first because right. she thought he was going to snap her. And she's like, I'm going to put off this work as long as possible. So, and how yeah. she – how she cares that's why she fell in love with him because she felt bad like okay everyone's just being at one point when batman was just beating him up like the whole crowd was cheering yeah he's not even defending himself anymore be one thing if you're beating someone up and they're defending themselves like joker was had gone limp and was still getting punched in the face like that's not that's not healthy that's not fair right sort of thing now i'm not saying he didn't deserve it (laughs) no but batman's crazy too right i think people kind of forget that every now and then no batman's a psycho he's a guy who dresses like a bat and goes around beating up criminals right now i'm not saying he's (laughs) wrong but but that's a crazy person but that's still not a not something a sane person would do right uh but yeah so i give it a five out of five uh i thoroughly enjoyed it i would like to see them do more uh, but, but it's not necessary. It definitely lives on its own by itself. Agreed. Uh, so, uh, right. So again, what are we reading for two weeks from today? Injustice. Injustice. Which one? The Volume first one. one. Year one. There you go. Year one. 
Uh, so that's what we'll be reading in two weeks. It'll be all four of us on the podcast for the first time in a while. And that'll be our new normals. Every other week, uh, we're going to be doing the podcast. Gives us a little more time to read, a little more time to relax, get ready for our notes that Jared will forget to do. Yeah, I'm on it. Because what's our theme going to be for two weeks, Jared? <laughs> Burying the hatchet. Rivalries. Rivalries. Because, because I... Because I Laura and Adrian's Adrian. rivalry is going to be put to rest. Did you text that to nope. me? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll remind you later, yeah. I'm going to put that <laughs> yeah. on my phone right now. I love how Adrian didn't even know that was a joke, and I've explained it to him multiple times. Like three or four <laughs> times, yeah. Uh, so yeah, until then, we'll be back in two weeks. Because uh, that's our, like I said, that's our new normal now. It'll be every other week. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you all next time. Yeah, I've got a hero of the week. I was just thinking that. And the bonus feature of our heroes of the week, Jared. Who's your hero of the week? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out on this. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the writer and artist uh, of Harleen. I w- I really enjoyed this book, so I'm gonna the, go. The with last him. name was Cedric, is what I would say. Yep. S T J E P A N. Maybe the J is silent. The J is silent. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bonus time here. That's why it's okay. So that's my hero of the week. Cedric, the writer artist Cedric. It was a good book. I he he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Good job, Cedric. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Laura, who is your hero of the week? I think just for the heck of it, I'm going to say my brother, Brian, because it's also his birthday. Happy birthday, Brian. Yeah, is that today as we're recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, February 8th. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, this release is tomorrow. Happy belated birthday, Brian. I, mean, I sent him a text message at two in the morning, so that's got to count, too. Yeah, and we had celebrated birthdays this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he, he got he's getting his birthday celebrated like four times, so it's cool. All right. Uh, and my <laughs> hero is going to be Tom Taylor, uh, because I'm excited for the new... Injustice crossover yeah, sort of thing. That's gonna be phenomenal. All of his announcements here have been great. Yeah, I mean, writing Nightwing, uh, doing Dark Age, well, Dark Knights of Steel is what he's still doing. Uh, the upcoming uh, Titan series and how John Kent's gonna tie into the Injustice stuff. I, I, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. So, so yeah. And on that note, the true ending of the podcast. <laughs> so this is really bonus. If yeah, anybody like, oh, bonus I heard the yeah. music and I cut it and stopped. Well, you should listen to the whole thing. Just yeah. a little play all the way. Um, so with that, I'm going to have different closing music since I already had the closing music play. You have different closing music? And I'll say see you all next time. <laughs> is that really music that's just it's a, a sound, sound effect. effect close enough okay. i'm going with it because it's that's the other, that's because the other you're in charge <laughs> yep